Okay, uh, get into your posture. As you check your posture, strengthen your determination, being as clear as you can as to what you're going to do in this session. So do that while you check your legs, making sure that you're not consciously holding them in place. They're comfortable, they're relaxed, and they are firmly held exactly where you place them. Do the same with the hands. Make sure the elbows are not too far, not too close to the body. Let the shoulders go to their natural, comfortable and stable place. Find the natural straightness of the back and stay there. And it too should be stable, comfortable. And there's a natural straightness to it. Center your head and neck so you don't need to consciously hold your head and neck in place. Check your mouth, teeth, tongue, making sure that they are in their natural places. So the jaws are not too loose, the teeth are not clenched. Leaving the tip of the tongue touching slightly the back part of the upper teeth. Your eyes conducive to meditation. And fine already the sense of ease in the posture and let your awareness stay with this sense of ease as though your very awareness of it is a raft taking you deeper to more profound states of meditation. And bring your awareness now to the breath without any intention to control the breath. You're not trying to force the mind to focus on the breath. Don't even try to, don't even be concerned about chasing away distractions. Your only concern is are you aware of the breath? So while you're exhaling, are you aware that you are exhaling? While you are inhaling, are you aware that you are inhaling? In this way, stay aware of the breath. And at the same time, have a part of your mind. Check the posture to make sure that it is conducive to meditation. That it is comfortable. That there is stability in the posture. And that you're not consciously holding the posture in place.
whatever adjustments you need to make, make the adjustments, staying aware of the breath, until you feel a sense of confidence in the posture that you've just adopted. And either the sense of ease is now deeper, or it has remained relatively the same. And go back to just being aware of the breath. Again, you're concerned only about while you are exhaling, do you know and are aware that you are exhaling? While you are inhaling, do you know and are aware that you are inhaling? So in this way, follow, be aware of the continuity of consciousness, the continuity of awareness, going from exhalation, back to exhalation, back to exhalation. And try to keep that continuity unbroken, following 21 cycles of breath. mindful of the sense of ease, the quality of the state of the awareness itself, as the sense of ease become more profound, is it about the same? Now, bring your attention back to the reason why you want to meditate, let that reason surface to the mind. Let it be natural, and if it is not the ideal motivation, then transform it into the highest motivation that you can. motivation as clear as you can. Bring your attention to the space in front of you, about an arm's length distance at the level of your eyebrows. In that space, contemplate through what means will you achieve the goal that you are aspiring to. What is it that when you have relied and depended on it, guaranteed you success? 
or is your infallible guidance, your perfect protector? Then find within you that measure of conviction that you are indeed in such a presence. Hold on to that measure of conviction as though it was the only thing that exists. And while holding on to that measure of conviction, take refuge and trust yourself. Accept the protection. Accept the guidance. Show your reverence, holding on to that measure of conviction, and prostrate. Show your gratitude in your mind, make offerings. you're seeking to achieve, the obstructing that you have experienced so far, and purify your mind through accepting, admitting your faults, your weaknesses, the actions committed under their influence, knowing that it is through these that you're experiencing the obstacles that you're experiencing. Again, Take refuge according to your capacity, make a promise of restraint and think of something to do to make up. your mind become more refined, be aware of that sense of ease, is it more profound, is it deeper, is it about the same,
and let your mind take great joy in all measures of goodness all measures that are either the ripening of merit the collecting of merit or merit which is has not yet ripened yours and others especially to great joy for those who have achieved what you are seeking to achieve all beings let compassion and love for them swell within you holding them in this embrace turn your mind to the teacher and feel that through the teacher you are connected to all enlightened beings with this realization Ask the enlightened beings to please teach beings, teach them how to truly end their pain, how to find true happiness. Ask them to stay always with sentient beings until all beings are free and truly happy. focus on the teacher in front of you recall the qualities of the teacher and ask the teacher to come to the crown of your head think of the meditation that you're about to do and dedicate the merit you gained so far to help you succeed in your meditation teacher is above your head, still focusing on the qualities of the teacher, wishing strongly to be free of all obstacles, strongly to realize the goals you seek to realize. Feel the blessings of the teacher streaming down in the form of light, almost as if light became liquid. purifying you 
through the crown of your head and blessing you with the realizations that you seek. Find that measure again, measure of conviction, that the very embodiment of all that you're aspiring to is right above your head. You yearn to merge your mind with those qualities. And through the strength of your aspiration, the form of the teacher dissolves into a point of light, descends through the crown of your head, merging with your mind at your heart center. Bring your attention back to the breath, staying aware of the breath, gently become aware of the body once more. Before I forget, well, remind me to to make the announcement at the end. <laughs> I'll go straight into uh, the the topic. So we are still doing wisdom meditation, and I hope that uh, for those of you who've been following this for some time, that you have some uh, better idea as to what is wisdom meditation supposed to be about. that we were used to anyway. (laughs) 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 Right. Uh, So, uh, 
So what I've been uh, trying to get you to appreciate is when you keep hearing the term wisdom meditation and try to get a, a better sense of what that's supposed to be about. Okay? And it's not, uh, I mean, it involves a lot of intellectual analysis, but that's not its goal. And when, when you hear the term absorbed in, 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 in wisdom, it's not someone who is like completely caught up in some sort of a, a, a intellectual uh, a pursuit. Okay. There is a there is a very uh, what, what you're seeking in, in when you're me- meditating on wisdom is an experience. Okay. And when you hear an experience, then uh, you, you you might think of a, some sort of positive. Uh, by positive, I'm not talking about you know good or bad. Talking about like uh, you, you come you you come face to face, or your mind comes come into into direct contact with some entity. That's not what what I mean by experience. It, it's it's a it, it's it's a, a well I use the word of, of uh, that is mentioned in the scripture scripture as being uh, being the, the words of the Buddha, in that it, it is a turning. There's a there's it's, uh, and I'm going to have to say I'm using someone's uh, in, uh, translation of it. Okay, it's a it's a turning point. It's a turning about in your in your consciousness. Something happens in your mind where the way you used to something that you used to at a very deep unconscious level that you used to have a, a good complete conviction in, and now it's completely uh, turned around where you no longer have that conviction. Even uh, the, uh, and the, the process of, of getting to that is first of all you have to discover this conviction that you have. You have to find out exactly what is this conviction that you have that is that is uh, uh, what's that term that is uh, uh, th- that is the very means for you to, to act. That is the very means for you to to uh, to behave. That is governing your behavior. That is governing what you think, how you act upon those those thoughts. So this thing, this uh, uh, this conviction, you have to discover it. You have to you have, you have to bring it face to. You have to bring your mind face to face to. Oh, this is what I think. This is what I am. I'm convinced about about reality. And it's not and it, and it's not some intellectual uh, uh, conviction. It's a conviction at the very at the very uh, depth of your of the, of the core of your being, and you have to bring yourself face to face to it. Okay, and then the the part of the wisdom meditation is to try uh, in a very open, uh, in very open-mindedly, so sort of fast fashion, try to give it credit, try to allow it to establish itself as being what it is presenting itself to be. So, if you begin the, the, your meditation by trying to deny it in the first place, then you're not doing meditation on wisdom. And, and if, if, it's, if, it, if, it, if it doesn't appear vividly to your, to your, to your mind, and you're, if you're not sincerely seeking to establish it as truth, then you're not doing meditation on, 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 on wisdom. So, it is this meditation that it is the pursuing of this, the looking for this, that is the, uh, the, the part of the process of finding wisdom. And if, if, if there's the conviction that you arrive at, 
when you uh, do an ultimate analysis of, of this, an, ult- an ultimate appraisal of this, of this conviction, and, and it's this conclusion which is wisdom. And when and your mind holding onto this wisdom, holding onto this conclusion, that's absorption in in, 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 in wisdom. And and when your mind comes face to face with this conclusion after ultimate uh, uh, um, search. That's what will create this turning point in your mind, where this, convi- this prior conviction that you had before, you, you have no basis to hold on to it anymore. And because it was governing your way of your existence, then your existence, w- w- uh, uh, there will be a, a, a turning point, there will be a, a, a change in how you continue to your existence. Okay? So from the first point, from the first, that, that's what you have to understand what wisdom is about. It's not trying to understand, it's not trying to have some book, what you might call book knowledge. Okay? Uh, and, uh, Deva, uh, Devadatta, for example, the, the cousin of the Buddha, was able to recite all sutras backward and forward. So just having a, a, wis- a book knowledge doesn't mean that you have wisdom. Okay? And accordingly, Devadatta, even though he was able to recite the sutras forward and backwards, he didn't gain the wisdom that would have changed his, uh, his existence. I'm not sure if, if it's still being held, uh, if, it's, if it's still held belief that he's still you know, in the lowest uh, uh, realms right now because of, of his actions. Okay. So, the book knowledge is supposed to sort of like act as a, as a guide, sort of like steer you so you can know if you're if you're if you're heading the wrong direction in your analysis, so you can steer yourself back in, in the in the in the right path. Okay. So just always remember that what you're doing is you're all doing an ultimate search. That's what it is about. Okay. And what you end up with, this conclusion that you end up with in your ultimate search, that's the wisdom that you're looking for. And if it doesn't, if it's not a a life transforming experience when you come face to face with this conclusion, then you haven't found wisdom yet. Keep searching. Okay. All right. So now we've uh, um, sort of come come to because it, uh, what is this uh, sort of come up to the the convention? The, what is the conventional? And according to how it is understood, different uh, interpretation and different presentations are given as to what is the convention. Okay. So sometimes you hear the, the conventional, what's the other term for that? The conventional, the, the relative, the relative uh, truth is, uh, is, is presented as being the, the, the deceptive part of reality. And, and again, because it is being presented as the deceptive part of reality, then there are different interpretations as to what do, what do they mean by that. So if you take it literally, the deceptive part of reality then you might think of the way we understand of deception as false, a lie, something, something not to be, uh, something to be completely uh, avoided. Okay, so you have to understand, relatively to what is relative reality or conventional convention is 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 named or termed deceptive. Okay, now if you think of it as being completely false then of course you will have to 
uh, arrive at, at, at interpret, uh, uh, interpreting this as meaning that when you're enlightened, there's no more conventional appearances. You don't see relative reality anymore. Okay? And then that will have its, its consequences, its, its, its uh, what, uh, logical consequences that you have to face also if you have that belief. Okay? So what do they mean, those that you have faith in as being you know, realized, what do they mean when they say such, such thing as when they're pointing to the reality that we experience, the conventional reality, and they say it is, it is a deceptive? What do they mean by that? Okay? And you have to get to an, uh, a truer appreciation of that so that, you can, so that you can understand what they're saying. Okay? Now, one presentation of, of it, I have to say, is, is uh, that re- you, have to, you have to look at relative to what it is being called deceptive. And, and keep that in mind. Okay? So, uh, if you keep that in mind relative to what is, it is being called deceptive, then you, perhaps that will guide you to, to a better appreciation of, of, of what is the conventional, what is relative reality. So, you, you've heard many times mentioned whether it is in uh, Buddhism or even outside of Buddhism that reality is like an illusion. Or sometimes they even say it is an illusion. Okay? And it is compared to a mirage, like uh, you're out on the desert and then there's this appearance of, uh, of water. Okay? And they say that reality is like, is, is that, like, is like, is like that water. Okay? Now, you have to look at you have to look at it also from the perspective of, 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 of the person experiencing this appearance in, wh- in, uh, in what way are they referring to this appearance of water okay. so if you are out in the desert you're not crazy but uh, because of the uh, conditions that are present you see water Okay? Now, upon seeing water, if your mind goes further and say, that is water out there, even if you don't, uh, if you, if you, even if you don't seek to uh, go out there and try to drink the water, but if your mind just stays there and says, that is water, then there will, there will be the tendency or the acceptance in your mind that you can eventually one day go, go and, then, and, and scoop up some water and drink it and nothing will happen to you. You, you will just be drinking water. Okay? So that is one thing that a mind does in relative to this appearance. Okay? Now as far as the appearance is concerned, the, the, the appearance is deceptive in one way relative to what? In, relative to what is the, the appearance of water, this mirage, is, 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 can be said to be deceptive. Like that it's sand. It's sand, but it is appearing as water. So what it is, and what it is appearing as, those two things don't match. So in, in, in that way, it is said to be deceptive. It is not water, but it is appearing to be water. Okay? But... This phenomena called, uh, what is, is this what they call a mirage? Okay, this mirage, this phenomena called mirage, that's exactly what it is. That's what a mirage is. That's why you call it a mirage. Okay? If it was really water, you wouldn't be calling it a mirage. What would you call it? You would call it water. Okay? Now, the mind looking at this mirage, 
it sees it, look and understands the condition that brought about this appearance. And it says, oh, I see the appearance of mirage, but I know, I mean, I see this, this, this appearance of water, and I know it's not water. When you, when you, when you make that, when that mind says it is not water, then that mind at that moment ceases, stops seeing water. It still sees water. But the way it is relating to it is that it knows it, oh, that's mirage, that's the nature of mirage, you know, it's just a kid, you know, that's what kids do. So it's mirage, that's what mirages do. Okay? But it's not, it's, it's not, it's not one thing, it's not accepting it to be water, and at the same time, it's not stop seeing it as being water. Okay? So, the world, the relative reality, is said to be like that mirage. Okay? It is appearing to be something, but in reality, it is not that. Okay? So, that's the deception that's going on. But is it, just like the mirage continues to be, to be its mirage, continues to appear like water, because that's its nature to do so, so relative reality is, that's its nature. That's all it can do. Just like that mirage cannot, if it stopped being, uh, uh, appearing to just being water without, without being water, it's something else. You cannot call it a mirage anymore. So relative, re- the world that, or our experience that we call the relative, that's what it is. Okay? Its nature is to do, is to be that. To appear one way while not being that. Now, regular sentient beings that we are, <laughs> when we look at the relative world, we see the appearance, and we automatically buy the appearance. We say, just like we, uh, the person who sees the, the mirage appearing as water, we say, that's water. And our mind is completely set, completely, completely ready to go out there and drink the water. Okay? So in the same sense, even though we may not act upon the conviction that it is what it's appearing to be, but our mind is ready to act upon that. Okay? So, that's, so our mind is said to be uh, uh, like the person who, who, think, who sees the mirage and then doesn't uh, accept it to be just uh, mere mirage and, uh, and thinks it's water. So that's what it means. That means that we are we are deluded. That's what it means that we say we are ignorant. That we don't know the true nature of the, the appearance that is coming to us, to us, that is that is appearing to us. Okay. So if you understand it that way, okay, then you can understand when someone understands the relative for what it is, that it is its nature to be appearing one way and what it is not then you can say, oh, then the relative doesn't just suddenly disappear when the person understands its nature. Okay? It's still appearing because, no, the conditions are there for it to appear that way. The conditions are there for the mirage to appear as water. That's why it's going gonna, it's gonna to continue to appear as water. And now, when is it going to stop being water? When you refuse to accept it as being water? Or when the conditions are not there for it to appear as water? Right? When the conditions are not there. Okay. So, in connection with that, now the subjective dependency of, of the mirage to be water. If you didn't have a conceptual uh, under, uh, uh, 
I'll use that term, a conceptual uh, habit. Let's, let's, let's use that, okay? If you don't have a conceptual habit of, 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 uh, of water, waterness in your mind, you, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't be saying water, okay? Or you, you, wouldn't, uh, uh, you wouldn't be ascribing to this condition, this, uh, uh, this appearance due to, to these conditions, you wouldn't be ascribing to it water, because that's not your conceptual conditioning to do so. And now, there is this, trying to understand that, then people, people, people might think that the, the phenomena is, is not happening for that person. No, the conceptual conditioning is not making the person say, label it water. But it doesn't mean that because the person doesn't have that conceptual conditioning, then this phenomena is not appearing to them. Okay? It is appearing to them, but they don't have, they don't have the conceptual habit or the conceptual framework to label it water. Okay? But it's appearing to them, nonetheless. So that's, uh, that's why if you uh, take the analogies that are being given in all those different uh, uh, traditions, like an illusion, you have to examine the illusion also from the way that we understand an illusion. It's not saying that it is an illusion. Like, for example, now, the water, now, this is, this is where, where emptiness now comes in, where, where the wisdom that you're supposed to be focusing and being absorbed in is that when you have the prior ignorance that says this a mirage, this water, is really water, see, is really water, and, and you can't really shake this conviction that it is really water because because you have that conviction that it is water, you have the sense of wanting to go out there and drink it. Okay? You can't stop this impulse of wanting to go and drink the, and drink the water. Okay? So, to stop this, this instinctual compulsion to go out and drink the water, so you have to make your mind stop seeing that water that it sees in, that, that, that it is holding onto. Okay? So that water, that real water, that that uh, 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 person who's deluded to, uh, as we go to the mirage, that real water, that person must stop seeing that real water. Okay, it is that real water that person must have disappeared. Okay, so that and how does the person come to not see that water? It has when the person sees the mirage. For what it is. When a person sees the mirage for what it truly is, then that real water that the person had before, that real water is gone. Okay? That real water which, will, will, which, which is having forcing the compulsion, go and drink it. When that real water is gone, then there's no more compulsion to go out and drink it. Okay? You just accept it for what it is. Always just a con conditions coming together. Okay? It's the nature of the mirage to appear as water. That's why we're calling it mirage. Okay? Now, when you take this to the level of that's what existence is. Okay? It's not, we're, we're not just in, in, the, in the context of there's this 
there's this real sand, there's these real conditions, and then because of some sort of relationship they have with each other, there is this non-existing that is relative to those real sand, relative to the real other conditions, this water is not real. Okay? So when you, when you uh, uh, accept, accept it at that level, that's when you're said to be at the first school. Yes, you, you see that the mirage is not real, but you say the conditions are real. And it's, and, and it's kind of difficult for you to, for, for, for such a mind to not take it to be that way. Because when you're, when you're not taking the mirage as a metaphor, when you take it as real, then you can, you will, you can also come to this, to, to this uh, 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 conclusion where you say, well, there must be real sand and real conditions for even the appearance of mirage to be there. Okay. So this is where the simplicity becomes extremely complicated. The world, as we experience it, whatever we are, that is appearing to us, whatever that we are experiencing, is like that mirage. And you don't let your mind run to the sand. Don't let your mind run to the conditions. Okay. That's it. That's all there is. Whatever we are experiencing, it is that mirage. And what you have to do is to understand it is the nature of mirage to appear one way while it is not. You have to stop the mind that keeps wanting to drink that water. That is convinced that there is real water there. And you also have to stop the mind from going from, it's like uh, just, the way Jason Kappa says, and when I'm talking about a cow, I'm talking about a cow, okay? <laughs> All right? So your mind jumps from the ultimate and has some be- sometimes a very beautiful understanding of it, but because of the habit of ignorance, it jumps to the relative and, and it makes them, it makes them, uh, mixes them up, okay? Like it, it, when it's looking at the relative, it's ascribing ultimateness to it. When it's looking at the ultimate, it's ascribing relativeness to it. And when, when that happens, then you have, oh, it's a mirage. It's just conditions coming together. And then you don't just stop there. And you don't just, you don't just throw everything, that all existence there. You think there's something outside of, of what is the mirage that is producing this, this effect. That is not of the nature of this effect. Okay? Because the sand is not water. Whatever other condition is there is not the water. But together, they create this condition of appearance of water. Okay? So, when you're doing your analysis, and you arrive at, oh, it's not real water. Just stay there. Your job is to hold on to the, that real water that has disappeared, you want to hold on to that, the fact that it has disappeared, when you want to see if it's real, if it's really what it says it is. Okay. Don't go examining now the conditions. Then you, you, you've, you've, you're out of your meditation. 
you're out of the wisdom, wisdom meditation. Okay. Now, um, the simplicity of it. Everything that exists, okay, quickly let your mind grab onto that and don't let your mind go somewhere else. Everything that exists, don't let your mind go into exceptions. Everything that exists, what is it? Why is it that it exists? It's a dependent arising. It is a, what's the other name? It's a dependent related, well, is it? dependent related phenomena. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a dependent, the arisen. Okay? Now, if you just stay there, and then you are really holding on to all things that exist, then you won't have any problem with, oh, what about, what about, what about? The reason you go into what about, what about, what about, because you didn't include them as all, all existing things. In your mind, you are saying, oh, all those things, maybe those things that I don't like, that I really not to, uh, want to experience anymore, Maybe they're of the nature of not being real, being real, that. So, the, those things that I want, that I want them to be real, because if they're not real, then you know, I'll be drinking sin <laughs> and not drinking water ever. I want those to be real, maybe. Okay? Maybe that's why you, there's the what about, what about, what about. I mean, didn't you, didn't you hear it in the, in the first place? Everything that exists. Okay, what thing exists that is not included in everything that exists? Okay? Everything that exists. So in our case, we have double vision in a sense of we have experiences of mirages, which are not which are deceptive phenomena that they're not water, and yet we have the sand to deal with also, and the other conditions. Okay, so the mirage, the sand, the other conditions. They're all included in, the, in, the, in, in that, everything that exists. Okay? And you have to let your mind wrap around that. Everything that exists is a mere dependent arising. Just in the same, using the example of, of the mirage. So what are we? What are sentient beings? Sentient beings are mirages. What are those things that they experience? They are mirages. So, in the mirage world, a mirage being can drink a mirage water. It will not be drinking sand. Okay? So that's what you have to put yourself into now. And what is creating this mirage? Maybe that's where we get stuck. What is creating this mirage? Then... What, 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 what did you just do by, by asking this question? You stepped out of the picture again. You're looking for something that is not mirage. Okay. So, to answer that question, what is creating this mirage? Other mirages. And if you, if you again, dare to ask... But what is creating that those of mirages, then you forgot, then you, you completely lost. We, we lost you. We lost, we, we lost the point. If it exists, it is part of that term, everything that exists. And what is its nature? It's a mere dependence. And what does that mean? Okay, as an illustration, just like when you saw a mirage, it's, it's like that. 
We're not saying it is that. We say it is, it is something, something like that. Oh, then what you have to do is to understand the conditions or, or in our, as far as we step out of that mere example, when you talk about your, your experience, it's saying even the sand, even the conditions are mere mirages. So when you look at sand, what is it? Conditions coming together. That's why you have sand. And the other, other conditions. What are they? No, conditions coming together. That's why they are conditions. And it's never been anything other than that. So you will still drink your mirage water. It will still quench your mirage thirst. Okay. But how is the connection from the beginning when you were explaining that we have to search where it has been like our behavior to in the life with the what are the mirages? Mm. Well, uh, th- uh, to, use, to use that example, you would be, we, when we see, w- when we are experiencing reality, no, what exists, mm-hmm. we ascribe to it realness in the same way that when the person who is looking at the mirage is ascribing real water to that water that, that is appearing. So we have to f- see in our, in our, in our, uh, uh, in our continuum, in our consciousness, how we are, how we are doing that same thing. And believe it or not, the reason that it seems to be a very deep thing that you have to do is because you're stepping out, of, you keep stepping out of the picture. Okay, why did the Buddha, in the scriptures that are said to be, well, according to the, <laughs> the school that we say is the correct, the true school? <laughs> What did, he, the, what did the Buddha in those Prajnaparamita scriptures not qualify what he was saying? Or, when I, or, or by the way. What, what, is it, what did he say by the way? He just said directly. It doesn't exist. What was he pointing to? Your everyday experience is completely, completely, uh, what's that word? completely influenced by your ignorance. Whatever, whatever thought you have, whatever experience you have, whatever you are experiencing is completely it's ignorance that is, that is giving you this information. So, the Buddha didn't have to qualify by saying, oh, by the way. I mean, those things don't exist. They just don't exist. Just like that real water compared, uh, uh, we refer to the, the mirage, that real water doesn't exist. It's standing on quench your thirst. So, there's no need for, 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 for us talking about uh, water in a, uh, in a mirage to give it any, any sense of uh, realness. Because we can just say it doesn't exist. And, not, and, not, and, not, and, not, and by saying that, I'm not concerned that you go, you're going to, you know, you're going to go crazy about that. Okay. So, when looking for that, what is it, how is it that I'm observing things, and what conclusion, what is this wrong conclusion I'm drawing about them, just, you know, look, you can look at, just look at your mind, as it is right now. So right now, while you're looking at this room, right now, while you're looking at other people, I don't have to convince you that there are other people there. I don't have to convince you about anything that we, we talk about. And yet, everything I'm saying, everything that, we are, that you're accepting, is ignorance is, is feeding, us, feeding us this. So none of these things exist. Okay? Those things which are created by ignorant mind, no, the ignorance that uh, uh, mis- misunderstanding or mis- misunderstanding misunderstanding reality those conclusions 
have nothing to do with anything that, that exists. And because we are so immersed only in that way of understanding reality, we have to force the mind to see that, to see, directly see that they don't exist. So directly seeing that those things don't exist, that is the emptiness that you're looking at. Directly see that they don't exist. Now, what exists? The things, that, the things which have always existed, they exist. They will continue to exist whether you see emptiness or not. They will, they will continue to exist whether you have ignorance about them or not. But those conclusions that ignorance mind is having about them, they, those conclusions, or sometimes what they refer to in the text, those objects, they don't exist. So, because I'm looking at my hand with ignorance, I don't have to, I don't have to make any, any strange uh, uh, analogies to find the hand that doesn't exist. My ignorance mind is looking, is looking at, is, is saying hand there. So that hand doesn't exist. Which hand exists, people? The yeah, the mirage. The one that came through, the one that is just coming together because of the conditions. Yes, still seeing the mirage. But it's not holding water. It's not holding water in the mirage. When you say, say a thing doesn't exist, would it be wrong to put like comma truly? Yeah, that's why later on, when people uh, were in, on the verge of becoming a nihilist, then the, the, uh, the, the later commentators had to say, oh, uh, they had to put the, 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 the qualifier at the end, naturally. Okay. Which would you rather use? <laughs> as far as experience is concerned, let me tell you this. There's nothing you can do with your mind, no matter how powerful you are, to put an end to existence. Even if you're a hardcore nihil- a nihilist. You cannot completely stop existence. Okay. So, I would go with the way the Hat Sutra and all the pressure parameters are, are talking about. Because there is a reason why the Buddha didn't put the qualifier. It's for that shock. So that your ignorance can stop holding on to those objects. Okay. But if you bring your intellect into it and just make it a pure intellectual thing, then it becomes... You know, uh, you, then you are in danger of becoming a nihilist. Okay. Remember, what was the Buddha talking about? Those things that exist. What is their nature? Their nature is such that 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 object or that way that your ignorant mind is holding onto is completely empty of that. Why did the Buddha use the term empty? It's like a, you could almost say it was a psychological tool okay, to shake us out of, uh, out of our habit of ascribing 
a nature to some to something, and that nature has nothing to do with, with that thing that we are ascribing it to. Now, at what level should we stop and say, "Oh, that's the thing that exists," and and that's where my mind is putting the is putting the uh, the the uh, ascribing the ascription to? If you go into that route, then you're just stepping out of the picture again. You're asking, okay, among all those things that exist, which thing that exists that is not part of all things that exist? That's what you're, that's what you're really asking. Okay. Among all the things that exist, which one doesn't fit into the category all things that exist? And that sounds very absurd to you. So in the same way, the shock of, yes, everything that you held to be, to be true, since it was held by your mind of ignorance, those things don't exist. And you have to look at the very absence of those things directly. And what do you see? Don't ask that question. Because whatever you hear, your ignorant mind, is gonna, is, is also, that's what's going to see it. That's what's going to hear it. That's why, you know, the Buddha said all things are empty. And what, 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 did, what did a lot of people do? They look at emptiness and they put <laughs> ignorance on it. And that's why there's all these confusions. Right, so. The simple statement. All things are dependent arising. Just stay there. And that will take you to, to at least <laughs> a conceptual understanding of what, what is emptiness. Just stick with that. Okay. And if this is too complicated for you, then you have to go to the elaborations. Get out of, get out of this sim- simple presentation and go into more elaborate terms, more elaborate m- modes of trying to understand it. So, hand. There's the appearance of hand. That's like mirage. Mm-hmm. And there's, it's appearing to be hand. And at the same, and what it is, truly, is not hand. Why? Because of the way we are looking at hand when we when we see hand. Just like when we're looking at the. When the person looking at the, the water in the mirage, when he says water, now you understand that uh, this is the last thing. Okay. <laughs> now you understand that, that the scripture, when the Buddha is saying those, those beings, different beings looking at water. Say when 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 the when the uh, when the arhat who's dwelling in nirvana sees water, the Buddha didn't say when the arhat stops seeing water because now arhat. He say when the arhat is looking at water. The Ahad say, oh, water. And when the, uh, the, the Arya is looking at water, he says, ah, water. That person is right. And when the ordinary person looks at water and says, water, the Buddha says, that person is wrong. Now you understand what he was, what he was referring to. Ahad looking at mirage, he says, oh, water. And understand it to be near mirage. And when the person who is completely deluded looks at that same, same thing and says water, that person is holding a different thing in their mind. And that thing they hold that person holding in their mind, that thing doesn't exist. Okay. Okay. That's, I said that was the last thing. That was really the last thing. <laughs> Announcement. 
Oh, announcement. Thank you very much. Okay. Um, this one I usually uh, I'm very um, really don't like making this kind of announcement. I've made a, a few, a couple of announcements that I really don't like to make, and this is another one of them. <laughs> it's uh, 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 when I went to the teachings in Dhamsala a long time ago. I became friends with uh, uh, with an uh, with a nun, a nun a nun who lives there. And she's, I, I, I was uh, taken by her because she's Indian, and she's, a, 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 you know, a, a Tibetan Buddhist. And it was like, you know, it's like all of a sudden you were taken back, and you were, you were trying to imagine, you know, when the Buddha was walking around, there were all these Indian-looking monks and nuns following him. And now, you know, you, I don't know, I mean, she's the only one I've ever seen. And then she's. Uh, She's actually come from an area in India where they're Buddhists. Okay. And uh, anyway, uh, so we've been keeping in contact. You know, she's studying in, in Varanasi and she, she has these different teachers. Uh, once, uh, when, on, when she's on break, she goes home to, to her mother you know, up where somewhere in northern India. Uh, usually in northern India uh, during the monsoon season they, and, you know, they get flooded but because of the w- where she usually uh, resides she doesn't get affected but because of whatever reason this time her whole village was affected so you can say her village was wiped out by the flood and since she's a nun she really wants to help her mother and she's well, she, has, she doesn't uh, she doesn't have a 95 other than her you know, going to study and meditating and, and doing things like that. So I, I mentioned that I would mention it to people and uh, maybe they can make a collection for her and they can send to her and then they can, I don't know, the village can, you know, can be, you know, can just try to do something with it. Maybe, I don't know, raise a wall or something, <laughs> something like that. Okay. So that's my announcement. So if you feel we can help, then, okay, we can make some raising some I can't be afraid of using the term saying the word raising funds <laughs> for her okay <laughs> right so that was my announcement thank you so uh, now <laughs> we have time to meditate <laughs> right so keep that in mind all those things we said and if you want to meditation to be uh, mere review trying to as you are listening what understanding the way were coming in your mind and try to hold on to the understanding or try to sharpen them or try to get to that meditation. Have an object in the mind, no, I, and then look at it, how it is appearing to you, what you are, you are saying about it, and then, and then try to verify what you are, what it, you are saying about it. Is it really... In, uh, in sync with w- w- what is being there. What is there. Okay? So when you do the... As soon as you start any form of dependent arising meditation, okay, what you're doing, uh, uh, the, um, the object that is appearing to you is starting to disappear. And just keep following that disappearance until it completely disappears. Then you have found wisdom. And what is that wisdom? Ah, that object doesn't exist. That's what that disappearance means. Ah, that object doesn't exist. Okay? And the mind being forced to see that, 
will break the habit of grasping onto to, to that anger which doesn't exist, thinking that it exists. Okay. Right. Ready? Get into your posture. Quickly check your legs and hands, elbows and shoulders, your back, head and neck. Mouth, teeth, tongue, eyes, and the muscles of the face. And quickly, just recall quickly the state of equanimity or the state of ease or calmness that you were experienced right before the break. And just in recalling that, infuse that experience in the present experience. And bring your attention to the heart center where the teacher became one with your mind. And strengthen, find and strengthen your determination, what you're going to do in this meditation. And as you do that, observe five cycles of breath. Of course, whenever you're ready, begin your meditation, either reviewing or start the ultimate analysis. But before you start analyzing, there must be a vivid object to analyze. And the object to analyze is the I that you believe that ignorance believes exists, or the object that ignorance believes exists.
gently bring your attention back to the breath. Be aware of the sense of ease, the calmness that you're experiencing, and deliberately try to remain in that state. And from within that state, again embrace all beings with your compassion, with your love, and strongly wish that whatever problems human beings are experiencing, that they can be free of it through this very experience, that whatever happiness they need, they can come to experience it through this very experience of yours. to be aware of the breath. And as you do so, slowly become aware of the body, starting with the top of the head. And work your way through being aware all the way to reaching the soles of your feet. to the achievement of the ultimate goal. I see you next week. <laughs> I see you next week, right? Anyone knows the calendar? We here? Okay. Uh, as far as I know, which is that much to rely on, but uh, we're meeting next week. <laughs> okay. Uh, one last thing about what uh, my colleague was referring to. So, yes, it's very good when you're looking at it from a scholastic or intellectual point of view to have the qualifier there. Not very good. It's, it's, it's important to have the qualifier there. 
not truly existent, not truly self-existent. But as far as experience is concerned, when you already have that framework, what you're looking for is the nature of what exists, then you're not in danger of coming to a conclusion that nothing exists. Okay. So it's that water that doesn't exist. Okay. Right? Uh, okay. Thank you. You say, do I have enough people for the second half? <laughs> I mean, people who usually stay, who are obligated to stay for the second half. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Okay. So we'll have the... Mm-hmm.